Thanks for listening to another message from Life Christian Church. We hope it challenges and encourages you and helps you to grow in your faith. Don't forget, download our app to stay up to date with what's going on at Life. Share your prayer requests or pray for others. Read the Bible online and much, much more. Simply search for Life Christian Church in your app store. I want to share a message with you this morning. And it's incredible how through the whole morning thus far, God has just woven this constant theme through. And we're going to have a look at that and share around that a little bit this morning before I give it away if you haven't already picked up. Uh, But I love the words of that song. And by the way, how good did the worship team do this morning? Would you please give them a massive round of applause? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The words of that song you've just heard, if I may give you a few, promise I'm not going to sing them. I'll read them to you this morning, praise Jesus. They say this, the world waits for a miracle. The heart longs for a little bit of hope. O come, O come, Emmanuel. A child prays for peace on earth. And she's calling out from a sea of hurt, O come, O come, Emmanuel. They're beautiful words, hey? We read in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, these words. It says that the angel went to her and said, The angel went to Mary. Can you imagine just for a moment? Here's Mary, finds herself pregnant. Can you imagine the conversation around the local grocery store? Have you heard the news? What's that? Mary. Mary what? Mary's pregnant. No way. Joseph must be so excited. Mm, actually, you haven't heard, have you? He's not the dad. Can you imagine just for a moment how Mary's feeling at this point? If we can modernise it a little bit, perhaps Mary comes home and Joseph's there and Mary says, Hey, Joey, he's like, what's that, Mazza? And she says, Joey, you're not going to believe it. And he's like, what are you on about? And she's nervous and she's like, Joey, I tell you, you better be seated. He's like, what's up? I got some news. He's like, you've been to Kmart again, haven't you? (laughs) She's like, no. Well, maybe, but no, I'm pregnant. The angel went to her and said these words, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Here we have a young mum in the midst of an overwhelming situation, And the best, if you like, that the angel can bring 
are these words, the Lord is with you. Turn to your neighbour this morning and say, the Lord is with you. What a song. What a verse. The Lord is with you. I don't know about you, but I love the imagery of that video we've just watched. What an incredible, incredible story. Here we see the pictures and footage, a reenactment, if you will, of Jesus, Emmanuel, born of a virgin, son of God, resurrected king, saviour, and the name above all other names, Jesus. I want to give you something this morning, and speaking of names... The Bible uses many different names when it comes to Jesus and who Jesus is and was and lists many different names, different titles. I want to read a few of these to you this morning. I reckon there's some names in amongst some of these that some of us need to be reminded of and need to allow to wash over us this morning. Can I hear an amen? It reads this. He is Adam, anointed, apostle, author, amen, alpha, and ancient of days. He is beginning, begotten, beloved, branch, bread, bridegroom, bright, and morning star. He is captain, chief cornerstone, counselor, covenant, chosen of God, Christ. He is deliverer, day spring, day star, door, Desire of all nations, he is elect. Everlasting Father, he is Emmanuel. He is finisher of the faith, forerunner, friend, first fruits, faithful witness, fountain of life. He is God, the gift of God, governor, guide, and glorious Lord. He is help. Hope, husband, horn of salvation, hearer, head of the church, heir of all things, high priest. I love this one. He is hell's dread. Heaven's wonder, the holy one. He is, I am, inheritance, image of God's person, immortal, invisible. He is Judah, just, the judge. He is Jesus. He is king. King of Israel, King of kings, King of glory, King everlasting. He is the life, the light, love, lion, lamb, lawgiver, the living stone, the Lord of glory. He is messenger, Messiah, mediator, master, the mighty gift of God. He is the offspring of David, Omega, offering and offerer. He is priest, Passover, prophet, prince of life. Why don't you turn to your neighbour this morning and say he's prince of peace. He's the great physician. He is righteous. He is rabbi. He is ransom. He is rest. He is refiner. He is refuge. He is resurrection. He is ruler, redeemer, rock of ages. He is stone, shepherd, son of God, son of man, shield, servant, sufferer, saviour, sinless. Sacrifice the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is teacher, truth, tabernacle, treasure, a tree of life. He is witness, the word, the way, the wisdom of God. 
He is absolutely wonderful. Can I hear an amen this morning? And in the midst of all of this, here we find ourselves in a season where most people feel absolutely overwhelmed, stretched, exhausted, and hanging on for dear life, ready for a Christmas break. I want to say to you all this morning, well done, well done on making it to church this morning. Why don't you turn to your neighbour and congratulate them for being in church this morning. You may never have been congratulated for being in church, but here's the thing. Every single person in this room made a decision this morning to make being in this room a priority. For that, I want to congratulate you. And for the remainder of this message this morning, I want us to focus in on just one of those names given to Jesus. And that one name this morning is Emmanuel. And we learn about the significance, as we look at this, of the name Emmanuel in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It reads this, it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Somebody say, God with us this morning. You know, to know that God is with you is perhaps one of life's greatest blessings. Perhaps one of the greatest things that we have and that we know that we can hang on to is the truth that God is with us. A well-known psalm that David certainly knew the truth of this when he penned Psalm 23. Check this out. He says this, The Lord is my, she my shepherd, for I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Let's take just for a moment a look at verse 4. It says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley. See right there we see that David acknowledges the fact that Life can be a little bit wearisome. Life can have its battles. Life can have its ups and downs. But even though I walk through the darkest valley, and here we see David saying, yeah, life is real. Seasons get busy. Sometimes it's difficult. But even though I make a deliberate choice, as you did this morning, to make being here a priority. I make a deliberate choice to move forward. Are you with me this morning? It says this, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And perhaps right there, we understand something of the blessing of Christmas. That God the Son 
Jesus, Emmanuel, came to be on this earth. Not just to have a nice time or a short stint, but he came to this earth to be with you and to be with me. And this morning, I'm going to preach a little bit differently. I want to build up your faith this morning and maybe you're here this morning going, oh man, you, you got no idea what, the, what my week looked like. Has anyone at all had one of those early December weeks where you feel like you may have eaten, slept at some point, but you really can't remember? Has anyone had one of those weeks? No one at all. Wow, can you teach me about scheduling or how to lie and keep a straight face because you're very good. No, I'm kidding. We've had a hectic week in our house and there's been lots happening and we've seen our eldest boy uh, finish year 10 and we've had school assemblies and, and breakups and we've had church meetings and we've, uh, yesterday we had a men's breakfast at Port Sorrel and at lunchtime I found out I had to do the message last night at the local Christmas carols and, you know, life's pretty normal, right? <laughs> I met someone at youth, I won't say names, as I was running in to drop my boy off thinking about everything other than youth and I met them at the door at Risby Street and I said, hey, how are you going? And they basically just looked at me and went, I'm here. But life is hectic. And here we find Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. I want to fire off this morning a whole bunch of truths, a whole bunch of scripture that is based around the fact that God is with us. I want to give you five areas of life in which God journeys with us. And I'm just going to give you a whole bunch of scriptures, and this morning I'm not going to comment too much on those scriptures, but I simply would ask this morning, would you allow those scriptures to wash over you? Would you allow this morning to God, for God to reinstill in your heart, in perhaps one of the busiest seasons we know on the calendar, that God is with us? Speaking of Kmart, <laughs> don't go there <laughs> amen and uh, I was sitting in the car park I don't go into that store it's dangerous but I have a spot that I like to park because it gives me a great view of the whole car park and I was parked at Kmart just this week And I was just observing people. Who, who likes people watching? I love holidays, but one of the greatest parts of holidays is actually sitting in the airport, people watching. It's like, I'd pay money for that. He mows lawns. I watch people. I'm sitting in the Kmart car park and just observing and obviously Christmas is beginning to kick into gear, if you will. And people are going everywhere. And it was late in the day and 
It was uh, obviously uh, pretty busy. The car park was packed. And it just amazes me how some people navigate a full car park at high speed. And I'm not talking about pushing their trolley. People were flying everywhere. But there was a couple of ladies that come out of the store and they had a trolley each. And I have never, ever in all my life, I don't know if it's a male thing or I don't know whether it's a competitive spirit thing, but if I'm going to go to the rubbish tip and I have a trailer or a ute, I make sure I maximise how much I can get on that load. Is anyone else with me? Like, we reference it in my family, we call them hungry boards. So you put your load on and then you put your hungry boards up the side so you can, you know, what should be three feet high, you can get it to maybe six or eight feet high. These ladies had hungry boards on their trolleys, I'm not kidding. you. <laughs> They're pushing these trolleys out and part of me just enjoyed just observing their navigational skills. But these trolleys were chock a block full of what I can only, I guess, assume were Christmas gifts. Two trolleys, chockers, absolutely chockers. I'm thinking, wow, someone's having a good Christmas. And then I start, hey, if I ever see you in the grocery store, promise I won't do this. But I'm looking at their trolley and I start doing the math. Because there was bikes, there were bodyboards, there was every like it was so obvious. And I start doing the math. What else is in there? What have they spent? They get to their car and they unload it. They open up the back of the ute and all this stuff's going in, and their Tetris skills were pretty minimal. And they go what I thought to take the trolleys back into the store, which they did. And then they came out with another two trolleys. <laughs> Jockers. Jockers. And I'm watching these people with all these gifts and people flying round at a million miles an hour and I'm just sitting there going, this is crazy. And I'm not judging. Man, I hope I'm on their gift list just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. But I'm just watching it and I'm going, man, these people are so busy. And you could see the tension. Like, you didn't have to wind your window down to realise people were tense. And, you know, people were wound up. But in all of this somewhere lies this little baby in a manger. Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. And this morning, let me rapid fire some scripture over your life to remind you that no matter the season, no matter the journey, no matter what you face, no matter whether you're perhaps on countdown just hanging out for annual leave, no matter whether you've had a great week, a tough week, whatever, I want to remind you this morning that God is with you. Can I hear an amen? Number one is this. God is with you through your conversion process. And through that process, God is in us. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says this, 
For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Listen out for the common theme. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Church, can I remind you this morning that God is in us. Number two is this. God is in our circumstances. Aren't you glad this morning that God is indeed actually all around us? The Bible tells us in Psalm 125 verse 2, it says this, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. As a believer, as a Christian, as someone who has said yes to Jesus, everywhere you go, you take something of God with you because God surrounds you. Aren't you glad about that this morning? Number three, thank you very much. Number three is this. In church, here this morning, God is among us. Matthew 18 and 20 says this, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Take a moment. Somewhere in this room right now is God. If there's a spare seat next to you, fair chance he could be sitting in it. If you've said yes to Jesus, as I've just stated, there's a good chance he's right inside of you right now, the Spirit of God. The Bible tells us where two or three gather, just looking at the odds, there's a couple more than two or three here this morning. So we probably check the box to say we qualify for God to be with us this morning. I love the fact that right through this service today, you would have to be doing it pretty bad not to sense something of the presence of God. Can I hear an amen? Here's one for us. I love what Jeff shared about perspective this morning, dealing with conflict, people issues. Who would have thought? Number four this morning is in conflict. God is for us. Maybe you've had a year where it's just conflict after conflict after conflict. Maybe you have a family line where you go, oh man, there's just so much mess, there's so much brokenness, there's so much conflict. Allow this to wash over you this morning, Romans 8.31. This is what it says. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
Deuteronomy 3.22. Not my words. But it says this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God himself will fight for you. Maybe you've had a week, a year. Maybe you've had a day. Maybe you're going to come into a season where you need reminding that your God fights for you. He doesn't fight against you. He fights for you. Number five, in crisis. I love this. In a time of crisis, God is beneath us. Deuteronomy 33, 27. We read, the eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Who will drive out your enemies before you, saying, destroy them. I love that a little baby in a manger, born of a virgin, son of God, came to this earth so I would understand that in a crisis and so that you would understand in a crisis, you have a king, you have a God, you have a father in heaven who knows what it is just to hold his precious little children in his arms, perhaps like that imagery we've seen this morning. In crisis, God is beneath us. He wraps us up. He holds us. He carries us. I'll give you one more this morning. Number six. Check this out. When it comes to our care, God is above us. Ephesians 4.6 reads this, One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. I just sense this morning God wants to tell some people that the season that you've been wishing away, the season that you've just been praying, God, God, just deal with it, make it go away. Let's be honest, we, we all have them. God wants you to know this morning that he's in all, he's with you, he always has been and he's going to continue to be and maybe you should stop praying God would you take this away and maybe God would want to say this morning, don't ask it to go away but ask me to come in. Genesis 28 verse 15 says this, I'm with you and will watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Aren't you glad this morning and if you say amen to nothing else, aren't you glad that God has promised some things over your life and God has promised to walk the journey with you until completion. Who's glad about that this morning?
We're basically done. And if I can take you back to Kmart, because we love it so much. If I could ask you to open your own heart if I could invite you to be real with yourself this morning in a season when most people feel completely overwhelmed stretched exhausted And hanging out for a Christmas break. I wonder if this morning you would allow these three truths just to wash over you afresh this morning, to take resident in your heart this morning, to refuel, to restore, to equip you to face all that God has placed in front of you. Three things. Number one, it goes without saying, but God has been with you up until this point. Come on, yes, He has. God has journeyed with you. God has been with us in the past. And sometimes we need to stop and remember that when God feels silent and far away, just because that's what it feels like doesn't mean it's the fact. It may feel like He's distant. But He's journeyed with you. He's carried you this far. And as we stop and reflect on our past, I reckon if I was to give each person here this morning a blank piece of paper and just ask you to start writing, start writing down those significant moments where God just broke through in your world, I would suggest that for most most of us, we would be able to fill up a blank piece of paper very, very quickly. Those times that God came through. I'll self-indulge for one moment. The year was 2000. Haley and I had been married for three months. And an opportunity arose for us to be a part of an itinerant Christian ministry. So as you do when you've been married for three months, we decided to go and hit the road and live out of a suitcase and be billeted for 12 months. Beautiful first year of marriage. We didn't have much like most of us when we start out. I remember we sold everything we had. We had about $2,700 in the bank. And we said, let's do this. 
We hit the road. We traveled Australia for a bit under 12 months. And somehow, $2,700 was enough. I have no idea how that works. I remember right before we left, 2700 bucks in the bank. I play drums and they're not exactly cheap to freight. I had to get my drum set from Tasmania up to Ballina, New South Wales, where we were based from. Back in the day, this is how it worked. I went to the airport to get a freight price and I remember as clear as clear. It was a little bit over $700 to freight my drums. My dad was with me and as I do, I just lost it. I just like, God, I thought this was a door that you were opening. Here's a 700 bill I just don't have. And dad, in his wisdom, like only a parent could do, did not offer to pay that bill for me. Love you, dad. We're driving home and we lived in Stanley and no, we didn't. We lived in Smithton, our first house. Wow. I'm driving home with my dad and Haley phones me. We had our first mobile phone. For everyone in the room, how cute is this? It was a shared mobile phone. <laughs> Haley calls me and she says, you're not going to believe it. Like, you've been to... Ca-? No, I'm kidding. She says, you're not going to believe it. I said, what? I'd already spoke to her and said, hey, God's called us. And in faith, I've just spent 700 and a little bit more dollars of our $2,700 on sending our drums, my drums, to Ballina. Praise Jesus. She goes, really, you're not going to believe it. She said, I've just been into the local chemist. Now, I'll confess The local chemist was owned by a person in our church. And I'll tell you the whole truth. He knew about that much of our story and our present journey. She says, you won't believe it. And I said, what? She said, I went in to get those last few things we needed before we fly off in the next couple of days. I'm like, fantastic. That's great. Hope you got lots of tissues because I'm a mess. She says, you won't believe it. What? She says, Murray, the chemist, looked me in the eyes when I went to the counter and said, have you ever had a moment where God tells you something and it feels really, really weird, but you just can't not do it? Haley's going, you're weird. Awkward much. From underneath the 
the bench. Murray pulls out his checkbook. <laughs> Showing our age. A checkbook. What that is, guys, it's a piece of paper. And we used to have these things called biros. He pulls it out. And he says to Haley, knowing nothing of the story, God told me to give you this. And he begins to write. And if my memory serves me correctly, and I know it does on this occasion, he wrote out a check for $731, the exact amount to the cent that it just cost me. I tell you that for no other reason that obviously drums are blessed. I tell you that this morning because some of us today need to be reminded that God has been with us in the past. I could give you a whiteboard of those examples where I know that God has been with me in the past. Really quickly, second point in summing this up is God is with you right now. God is with you right now. God is with us right now. Now, not yesterday, not tomorrow, not this afternoon, not this morning, but He's with us right now. He's in the present. And irrespective of what your present feels like, looks like, you think it's like, whether it's been great, whether it's difficult, what, whatever. Can I tell you this morning, church, that God is with you right now. Thirdly and lastly, God will be with you. God will be with us into the future. Not only will He be with us into the future, He'll be with us when we don't understand. He'll be with us when we perhaps get news that we, we really didn't want to hear through the perplexities of life, through the difficulties of life, God will be with you. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. Check this out. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us, God with us.